Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. What is going on, everybody? John Middlecop, Three and Out Podcast. Just day, who knows what, of quarantine. And I'll tell you this. One thing I've learned about myself, I already knew this. I can quarantine with anybody. I I, I can quarantine with the best of them. Luckily, as a podcaster and as a football guy, you know, quarantining and and talking ball is, uh, I'm able to do that. And I hope everyone out there is staying safe, listening to the rules, if you have a small business, I hope you're uh, keep your head up, and we're just going to try to make this through together. If you had a small, you know, restaurant in my area, I'd support it for sure. So uh, I, I got your back, at least spiritually. I'm thinking about everybody, and uh, you know, I don't know what we can do to pass the time besides, you know, throw a couple back. I know that's what I did this weekend. Not much to watch. I was thinking about it this weekend. The longest I've gone, you know, I'm 35 years old, so I'd say about 10, 11 years old. You know, I'm just watching sports at a rapid rate. Football, basketball, baseball, golf, any event that was on TV. Now, in, in the mid-90s, probably toward the late 90s, we got direct TV. Uh, in, in Davis, where I grew up, we were big Kings fans, so we got the NBA package first. I remember getting ESPN because when I was growing up, for a long period of time, we didn't have cable TV. So I remember getting ESPN for the first time, getting Sunday night football with McGuire and Theismann and thinking like, God, we made it. Mama, I made it. I get football at night on Sunday. You guys, I mean, it's it's weird to even talk about like that. Can you imagine 
not having access to games now. It, it sounds crazy, but it, it does kind of bring into light, like March Madness, we'd have the Sweet 16 right now, uh, you know, coming up this week. We know who was in it, and it just didn't happen this year. So it's it's a crazy time. I'm just trying to listen, quarantine with your loved ones, you know, throw a couple back, and, you know, get to, get to know the people in your house. If you got a girlfriend, you got a wife, you got some kids, this is a good time to spend some quality time. I, I ended up, the NFL Network was replaying some games on Saturday, and I ended up rewatching a decent amount uh, of the Bills Texans playoff game. And two things jumped out hardcore. One, the Bills are really good. Uh, the Bills, I would imagine, once you know, hopefully, knock on wood, sports kind of comes back into our life, and we start talking gambling and the fall again. I'll be shocked if the Bills aren't favored to win that division. Uh, they have a big-time defense. They add digs to that team that already has some weapons on offense. If Josh Allen keep getting better, Sean McDermott's a really good coach. I mean, that's, that's a team that I, I would not be shocked to see in the conference championship in the next couple of years. They're physical. They're well-run. They just need to score a little more points, and they are. They're, they got a chance to be really, really good. And then the Texans, I mean, Hopkins was their best player, him and Deshaun. I mean, those two guys carried them that game. The, the rest of the team was beyond average. It was those two guys basically being like a basketball team, like hop on our back. Uh, so that's what that's what I did on Saturday. Uh, thought a lot about the Belichick-Brady divorce. I'll dive into that. Some things about OTAs. I know on Monday Colin talked about it's going to be really difficult for the, for the new coaches in the league and something we've talked about here. But I just – there are some things that I think teams are going to be – whether you have a new coach or an old coach, you can be proactive during this time. There's never – if you do run a football team and OTAs do get canceled, and I was texting with a head coach in the league on Saturday after I'd thrown a few back, and he's like, yeah, if you, you ask everyone in like his building, he's like, everyone thinks OTAs, we may get a couple weeks. He's like, I don't think we're going to get one week. I think when football starts, we'll be training camp. So if that, some of these teams should be preparing, and there's a way you can. Then I basically just wrote down a bunch of stuff that happened over the last three or four days that I didn't talk about on Friday. This either happened on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or today, and we'll dive into that. And of course, Middlecoff Mailbag, at John Middlecoff is my Instagram. You guys are welcome. I have a ton of uh, questions. I'll try to bang them all out, uh, at least a large percentage of them. At the end of the show, we do that. I know we got a lot of new listeners. Uh, it's the time to listen to podcasts. Let's you know quarantine and podcast. They say quarantine and chill, quarantine and podcast. And uh, this is this is how we interact. The show. This is your guys' show. I mean, I'm just talking about things that I think you guys would like. So any question you have, you can slide at John Middlecoff Twitter, Instagram handle, DMs wide open. But I've been thinking a lot about the Brady and Belichick divorce. And I, I've never been married. Been in some serious relationships, but when you break up. You know, you're not entitled to anyone else's stuff. You just go your separate ways. I know a lot of people of all ages that have been getting divorced. Some smaller or some of shorter lengths, you know, under five years, which depending on your state and how much you make might not be that much money. Obviously, always kids factor in. But I know in the state of California, when you've been married over 10 years, there are different rules that kind of clicks in about you're entitled to half and, and the payments. And... The reality is with Belichick and Brady, if you look at them like a divorced couple, because that's essentially what happened, they're the equivalent of a divorced couple that had ten mil, ten billion in the bank. They are so they're both got five billion. They're so rich it doesn't even matter. Their legacies, if neither of them did anything again moving forward, I don't think will ever be touched. 
Belichick has eight Super Bowls. Two as an assistant for Parcells, which I ended up watching the 30 for 30 last week with Belichick and Parcells. Parcells even credited with Belichick for devising the game plans to beat Bill Walsh, arguably the greatest offensive mind ever. That was before he became the head coach and then went to New England and won six. No head coach has ever winning six Super Bowls as the head coach. And I don't think any assistant coach slash head coach is ever accumulating eight rings. To put it into context, Andy Reid, who won his first Super Bowl as a head coach, also had one as an assistant coach, now has two. And that's a lot. Like, if Andy retired tomorrow, he had one as assistant, one one as a head coach, his resume is stacked. It's just, that's, that's a hall. Welcome to the Hall of Fame, Coach Reid. Belichick's got eight. And Tom, who has six as a quarterback, one thing I know for certain, no quarterback will ever win six rings as a, as a starter. That's never happening again. Maybe if you played it perfectly like Robert Ory and you bounce to the right teams as a backup, maybe you could pull it off, but probably not either. Like No one's ever winning six rings as a coach, as a quarterback. So they got a divorce. They both basically hit the lottery. Melinda Gates, Bill Gates, however you want to look at it, they're super rich. It doesn't matter what's moving forward. And really, when I look at it in this divorce, and listen, like a breakup, a divorce, you always kind of hope you do better than your significant other. I mean, at the end of the day, we're all inherently selfish. I know people say you root for others, and that's true. But when you get a divorce, you know, I would imagine you're kind of hoping that you end up on the better end of it all than this her or him, depending on, uh, you know, what, whether you're a guy or a girl. But the reality is, in this situation... If I get a divorce at 50 years old, she's 50 and I'm 50, we're both kind of at the same lot in land, right? Well, Belichick and Brady are not. Despite Belichick being way older than Brady, even at 68 years old, Belichick could probably coach, I, I mean, at minimum five, probably eight years. I mean, he's a pretty young-looking, weathered 68. Like, I, I don't see him going anywhere anytime soon. Brady's holding on for dear life right now. He's 43 years old. And I know he just signed a two-year deal, but there's a chance by mid-year, next year, it just looks terrible. Maybe it looks great. Who knows? But we know he doesn't have much longer to go. If Tom Brady is on the putting green on hole 17, I'd say Belichick's probably on hole 14. Now, he could leave at any moment if he wanted to, but I think we have enough information to know Belichick's life is football. Now, Tom's life is football, too, but when you're the actual player, you don't control it as much. So whether Tom wins one game or takes his team back-to-back years of the playoffs, his legacy is so set in stone, it's not even funny. Now, if he were to win the Super Bowl with Tampa, that would be an icing on the cake. But I think the cake, the majority of the icing, and the cherry is about to be put on top. Like, it just doesn't get any better if you're Tom. Because when you think about it, there have been other quarterbacks. Joe Montana won a, won a Super Bowl with George Seifert and with Bill Walsh. Troy Aikman won one with Jimmy Johnson and with, uh, what's his name, the old Oklahoma coach, Barry Switzer. Like, it, it's happened before. Hall of Fame quarterbacks have won Super Bowls with multiple coaches. I just wrote down a couple coaches that came to mind. Parcells won both the Super Bowls with the same quarterback. Bill Walsh, both his Super Bowls with the same quarterback. Andy Reid, who just won with Mahomes, let's assume he wins another one in the next couple of years, we'll win them both with Mahomes. If Sean Payton ever wins another one, it's going to be with the same quarterback. If Pete Carroll ever wins another one, it's going to be with Russell Wilson. Like, typically, coaches 
you're as strong as your best player. Like, look at Phil Jackson. Is Phil Jackson one of the greatest basketball coaches of all time? Yeah, probably. He did it all with Kobe or Michael or Shaq. Like, it, it, you're pretty dependent on the player. If Belichick, like Tom Brady, if he would have left the Patriots in the prime of his career, could have easily won a Super Bowl with another. That's, that's the reality of the sport. Top quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers could have won it with McCarthy. If he had had Andy Reid or Sean Payton and left, he could have won it with those guys. Where coaches usually say, even the great ones, they are pretty dependent on that star quarterback. Just a reality of the way the league's set up. If Belichick somehow, I don't even think he needs to win a Super Bowl, but if he can get to a Super Bowl with Jared Stidham, an Andy Dalton, some duty drafts next year, in the next five or handful of years, just gets to a Super Bowl. If Brady were to get to a Super Bowl with the Arians and Belichick were to get to a Super Bowl with some random guy, I actually think it would be more impressive what Belichick did. Because we've already seen Bruce Arians. Like, he's a big-time coach. He's coached in a conference championship game. He's been in the playoffs multiple times. Hell, they went 7-9 last year, and the quarterback threw 30 picks. I think a lot of people, like Brady, when, when we lean, whether it's Brady or Belichick, you know, depending on who you ask, probably be split. I would imagine the casual football fan might lean Brady a little more than the coach. Now the more intense football fan, who's a little more geeky in terms of X's and O's, and the strategy of football might lean Belichick. But I understand both elements of the argument. At the end of the day, the combination of the two of them is really what makes them so powerful. And both of them, more than likely, would have been great, independent of each other, if they would have got never met. Like, their roads or paths never would have crossed. But Brady... Like, just back to the quarterback thing, no one's winning six rings. Russell Wilson, think about this. Russell Wilson, the two best quarterbacks in the league right now are Russell Wilson and Patrick Mahomes. I I know Lamar won an MVP, but uh, until you can function in a playoff game, I I can't put you in that category. So Mahomes and Russell Wilson, who are Hall of Famers. Mahomes had the greatest two-year opening stretch probably in league history, and Russell's had... One of the special careers I know I personally have ever seen. I think he's an all-time great player. They've combined for two Super Bowls. The likelihood if Mahomes maxes out, probably wins three total. If I tell you right now Mahomes wins three Super Bowls, I mean, he'd probably go down as the second greatest quarterback of all time. He'd be like, well, he didn't win as much as Brady, but he was more talented than Brady. We'll go Brady one, Mahomes two, Montana three or something, right? But if Belichick... I'm telling you, if he is somehow able in the next handful of years with some random quarterback to make deep playoff runs, it'll. I already think he's the. I don't just think he's the greatest coach in NFL history. I think he's the greatest coach in sports history. Now you could poke holes through that. I think he is the like we already consider Tom the greatest quarterback of in league history. What's he fighting for? I, I was just watching Catch Me If You Can with Tom Hanks and Leo. It was on in the background because, what, there's no sports on. And the scene, once he starts working for the FBI, when you can tell Leo's like, I can't do this. I'm going to become a criminal again and take off. Tom Hanks kind of sets him up. Leo's walking away. And Tom goes, you know what? Leave if you want. Because I know you're not going to be happy because no one's chasing you anymore. Like, nobody's chasing Tom Brady anymore. It's cemented. He cemented it a couple years ago. Arguably when he won his fifth, let alone his sixth Super Bowl. But I think Belichick, you can pull Coles. He's done it all with Brady. And you know what? I'd even listen to that argument. But if he is able, I think honestly, if he's able to make the playoffs this year with Jared Stidham, 
Jared freaking Stidham. Like I, I think the Bills, like I said, rewatching that playoff game, they're going to be really good. I like Sean McDermott. Uh, I, I root for any coach that I have a cell phone number in my phone. <laughs> Obviously, like I root for people I know. And he's a really nice guy. He's a really high-level guy. Those of you that listen to the interview, he's impressive. You watch his team, they're good. But is it out of the realm of possibility to think Belichick? Like I'm not just writing the Bills into the division championship in terms of winning the AFC East like I would the Chiefs or the Ravens. I, I would I would write them. I think I'm going to pick them to win the division, but I do it in pencil because I know this. Like, Are we sure we want to bet against the Patriots as some underdog? Because here's what I know the Buccaneers are not going to be. I don't think anyone's going to view them as an underdog. Now, maybe they won't be the divisional pick because the Saints, who went 13-3 and and have a loaded roster, most will pick them. But I think the majority of America, myself included, will immediately put the Buccaneers in the Super Bowl. Or not, excuse me, the playoffs as one of the seven teams. And I think it'll be pretty hit or miss with media people, with sports fans, be like, this is the year Belichick misses. I know what I will not do. I promise you. Unless... No, I just think there's no situation in which I do not pick the Patriots to make the playoffs in the AFC. One, the NFC is dramatically better than the AFC. When you just look at the NFC, look at the NFC West. The, the Seattle and San Francisco are basically locked playoff teams. The Cardinals just added Hopkins, and the Rams, who have some issues, did go 9-7 and last year. You got the Packers, who just went 13-3. and the Bears were had the worst quarterback play arguably in the league beside Baker Mayfield, and they went 8-8. Eight and eight. The Vikings are solid, and you look at the NFC East, the Eagles, they're going to be tough. They added a lot this offseason. The Cowboys, if McCarthy can get implemented stuff, the Cowboys should be solid. And then the AFC South has the uh, Brady now and the Saints. Like, look at the AFC. I got Lamar Jackson, who they're right now the regular season paper champs. Uh, the Bills, the Texans got worse. I mean, it's just, we got the Chiefs, the Broncos, and the Chargers got a lot better. I don't know who the Chargers quarterback is. The Broncos, I don't know how good Drew Locke is. The Raiders, who the hell knows? They've made the playoffs one time in 17 years. The Jets, I mean, come on. Uh, the Dolphins, long way to go. The Bengals stink. Steelers, I mean, Roethlisberger looks like a mountain man right now. Just a lot of questions. I'm picking the Patriots to make the playoffs. And I know this. In a playoff game with Bill Belichick, their offense couldn't have been much worse. And they were in toe-to-toe with a team that went to the AFC Championship game. I think that Belichick has way more to gain moving forward than Brady because I really don't know what Brady can gain. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com. One place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like... How much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older 
who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. Sometimes it's a struggle between buying what you want over buying what you need. But with the Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card, you can do both. You earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you can earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like those new golf clubs you've been eyeing and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a divot repair tool for after you've torn up your lawn. Let's try that again. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like workout equipment for your home, and then earn 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller to soothe your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Okay, let's let's talk about this upcoming offseason. And one thing I saw on Twitter the last 24 hours is like, and I got a couple of these tweets and DMs in my Insta. Do you think the NFL season is going to happen? I'm like, guys, one, I'm not Dr. Fauci. Fauci. I I got no clue. I'm just, I got a business degree from Cal Poly. I'm just trying to make it to April 1st. It's March 23rd. I got no clue what's going to happen April 1st, let alone May 1st, let alone June 1st. We got a long way to go. These These are crazy, weird times. We're all in this together. But to think that the NFL sees it's so far away. We just need to have the mindset, let's basically work right now, day-to-day, week-to-week. Let's all just keep on chugging. But to even ask questions about the NFL season, I, I think it's kind of pointless. I, I feel like a, like a football coach, a little cliche, like we're just going day-to-day, try to get better a little bit day-to-day. That's really kind of how I'm approaching my life, and I hope everyone's approaching it. Just try to listen to what they're telling us and, and make this freaking thing go away, for the love of God. But I, I can't even say with a straight face anything about the season being... We're so far away from that being talked about. But the one thing we're not far away from being talked about is OTAs. 
And right now the offseason has been indefinitely suspended. Right? It's just, it's not going to happen at this pace. That is workouts. There's usually phase one, phase two, and phase three. There's a workout phase where you start lifting with your, with your uh, strength coach. Then there's a second phase where your coaches, I think, can start working with you a little bit and watch a little film. Then there's the third phase known as practice. Right? You have rookie mini camp. You have a two or three mini camps. Then you have the, o- the mandatory OTAs. I texted with a coach this weekend who said, you know, depending on who you ask in his building, you'll get a different response. He's like, in my opinion, I don't think anything's going to happen this offseason. So no workouts, no practices. Those are done. I think most of us, if you just can take a deep breath, would go, yeah, it makes sense. When you start reading that the NBA probably doesn't come back till June 1st, I don't think these you're not going to practice. Because if gatherings are still being talked about, what happens at a football practice? You got 20 coaches, you got 90-man rosters, you got trainers, you have executives, you got a lot of people out there. It's not, I, educated guess, it doesn't happen. And this is coming from someone that runs a team. So he's like, we're starting to get thoughts together on how to get ahead of this. And if I ran a team right now, I would be thinking, and the good thing if you're an NFL team, you have access to one thing, and that's the most important thing in times of turmoil, money. Because you can adapt. You can, in tough times, which none of us could have expected. I wouldn't have known what the coronavirus, no, none of us had heard of this thing like two or three months ago. The coronavirus is now changing the landscape of our world And definitely on this podcast, we talk about sports. But I do think if some of these coaches right now start implementing or talking with their IT guys, they can have a plan of attack. And I I just saw on Twitter before I started recording that Clay Helton, the coach at USC, said his strength coach developed a private Instagram that everyone on the team followed. And he put up workouts that they can try to do at home. Because the one thing that would be very difficult, if I was a general manager... What I would be doing is I would be working with my players' agents and trying to get them in situations to set up for individual workouts where it's just one and one other person. And because there is a chance that the workout situation gets thrown out the window. And clearly, all these gyms are closed. I would imagine everyone listening, your gym's closed. My gym's closed. Why? Because a gym is a place where the corona could probably spread like wildfire. People sweating machines, everyone reusing, they're all shut down. But you might be able to be proactive and get, if not an individual to work with someone, again, not a health inspector, just following the rules on television. If you're not allowed to do that, at least set up a situation. So maybe my strength coaches, if I'm the Cowboys, the Niners, whoever, I tape all the lifts I want you to do. And maybe in a situation, if you have a teammate in that area, the two of you can get together, the three of you, whatever, small groups, and try to work and maintain a level of fitness. Because it's going to be difficult. And the other thing that I would be doing right now, if I was definitely a new coach, like Mike McCarthy, Joe Judge, Ron Rivera, and I'm going to be implementing new schemes. Because a huge part of the offseason, it's one thing if you're Andy Reid or Kyle Shanahan. Your scheme stayed the same. But part of maintaining anything in life is practice. Iron sharpens iron. There's a reason like Tiger Woods in his peak was a grinder. Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, Steph Curry, LeBron James. Practice is a big deal. 
You're either getting better or you're getting worse. If you just stop doing something, you're not going to get better at it. Part of what the craziest part of what pro athletes put themselves through is in modern day, like back in the day, it's like, you know, I just took the summer off. I was drinking beer and I just used training camp to whip myself in shape. Like those days are over. The days of taking this as kind of a 365 job, maybe occasional vacation here after the season and a vacation in the summer, you know, so a total maybe of two to three weeks, but not an entire off season. You, you talk to NFL players or NFL strength coaches, it's a pretty intensive process all season long, during the season, during the off season, also physically and mentally. It's what makes football so great. It's a thinking man's game. And part of it is implementing offenses and defenses. I would be working with my IT department. And someone last week when shit was kind of hitting the fan, I was like, you know, this is going to be a big problem for the offseason. And someone tweeted at me, I work for a company. We do everything virtual. We've done it for years. I'm like, yeah, just because the NFL is this billion-dollar operation does not mean my 63-year-old running back coach knows how to use a computer. I've worked in an NFL building. A lot of coaches are computer illiterate. In fairness, that in their profession, they don't really have to. They can get cut-ups and videos by the video guys. They just have to be able to teach. And I would be using this time to get an IT guy to teach my entire staff, and it would be a little difficult, right, because we're all independent, we're all quarantining, how if we get into a situation where to get everyone's Skype or Google Hangouts or whatever you're using, whatever program your team uses, and once probably after the draft, where worst-case scenario, they work out on their own, and at a specific time, we do an hour or two of install. I, I, I see my friends on Instagram. Their kids are having virtual second grade, fifth grade, seventh grade, college you know, students I see that I follow on Instagram or going to online classes. You can do something similar in the NFL. You have access to a ton of money. Every team has high-level IT guys. The, the, the technology is pretty easy. I would imagine a lot of you guys listening, whatever job you're in, have done Google Hangouts, have done Skype calls, have done whatever. We're all doing it in some form or fashion. And you can implement that with your NFL strategy because probably not going to have offseason. Imagine being Mike McCarthy. You're the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Well, you're going to implement your own offense, which we all watch like Peter King and all those guys went to see him in Wisconsin last year, how he had like the fired football coaches of America going over tape. Like, what is Mike McCarthy's offense? It might be a little different. So these players, like the playbook, you got to start teaching them. Because if you start July 24th, when everyone shows up, you will be starting, even though normally when you start training camp, you go back over everything you did in OTAs, but at least they've already learned it. It's like if you're going to learn Spanish, and language is probably a bad example, but let's say you're going to learn some basic sentences of Spanish, and we spend a couple months March, or excuse me, May and June on learning some Spanish. And then we take all of July off. Well, when I re-see you August 1st, I probably wouldn't go past what we learned. We might have to go over what we've learned. And that's a huge part of the offseason for new coaches and even old coaches. Just reinstalling what you already do, adding elements to what your already base stuff is, and expanding on everything, trying to get better. And that's not going to happen. But I, I, I do think the technology is going to allow the progressive teams to be on top of this. And there's in 2020, there is no excuse. Now, it will be difficult 
if all your coaches are at home, but I, I still think you'll be able to figure that out. It's going to be an intensive process. Your IT guy is going to need to be on point. Hell, if, if I'm if I'm a GM and my IT guy's not dynamic enough, I might be talking to my owner and thinking, do we need to add someone who understands how to do this? Because this is this is uncharted territory. And in any business, when you're in uncharted territory, it can be pretty difficult. But the good thing about March and even early April for a lot of these teams is time's on your side. Like the players weren't going to report for till right around the draft, depending on who your team is. Now, new coaches... I think I read last week that April 6th or maybe the first week of April was when Mike McCarthy, the Cowboys, could report. Well, that that's not the window. Like, that, that ain't happening. But if you're able to do things on the internet and through streaming services, hell, how, how about this? Make, and I'm just throwing out ideas, why not have each coach record an hour worth of video of installing certain plays and every player gets it? I mean, the options are endless. We've never had, we've literally never had more technology to be able to do this. Or every coach picks the basic plays. If you ran a new operation, if you're Joe Judge, the the 15 plays that are going to be the base of our offense. You cut those up and you send it to everyone with an iPad. And they watch it and then every day you send them more. Like this is the second option off those. Whatever. And maybe you do like, two minutes on each play with the coach recording a video into the iPad. And that plays first, and then the play goes. I, I Whatever. I mean, I'm just thinking of these off the top of my head. But I, I don't want to hear about, well, we didn't have the time. We couldn't do this. Yeah, no one can. Welcome to 2020 coronavirus. You better have another pitch. Because if your only pitch is a fastball, you're in trouble. Now, the the, the progressive teams and the, the technological, the teams that embrace this, are going to have a huge advantage if OTAs sure as hell looks like it's headed to be no mas. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com, one place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. 
Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. Sometimes it's a struggle between buying what you want over buying what you need. But with the Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card, you can do both. You earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you can earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like those new golf clubs you've been eyeing, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a divot repair tool for after you've torn up your lawn. Let's try that again. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like workout equipment for your home, and then earn 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller to soothe your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are. With unlimited 2% cash rewards, the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. Okay, let's go over some weekend stories or just stories that are lingering out there that, you know, excite me. Uh, I'll start with Cam Newton. I, I've said it a couple times on this podcast. I, Carolina, cut the guy. You're, you're not going to trade him. Pigs get fed. Hogs get slaughtered. You, you got your starting quarterback, Teddy Bridgewater. Just no one's trading for the guy. Not mid-corona. He's injured. Just relieve him of his duties. Just cut him and get on with it. It's okay. Better players have been cut. Just cut him. I know you're trying to like play it down the middle. You already kind of screwed up because you pretended that it was his call. It's not. You forced him to it. Just cut him. And so we can all move on. Jadeveon Clowney. He wants $20 million. Sources are, according to the internet, Seattle might meet about 17-18. Listen, I, I like Clowney, and on any given game, he can be the best player on the field. I, I-, I couldn't pay him that type of money. Yeah, I-, I-, I pay premiums for premium players, and premium players that I can depend on. Like, DeAndre Hopkins is a dependable player. So if I'm the Cardinals and I got to give him a raise even though he's under contract, his resume speaks for itself. I can't consistently depend on Clowney. He does not play hard every game. Aaron Donald, Khalil Mack. Hell, even Jalen Ramsey, when he's on the field, plays hard. I'm trying to think of the top defensive players. Fletcher Cox, over the years, have brought it. Luke Keekley forever. Bobby Wagner. Richard Sherman. Like, I, I my star guys, if I'm going to pay star money, I, I got to be, I, I can't wake up on Sunday morning going into a game with Jim Nance or Joe Buck or whoever the hell we're playing and thinking, is my, is my second highest paid player going to bring it today? Like, Russell Wilson, Bobby Wagner bring it every game. When you think about Seattle, when they had it humming, their guys brought their A game. Hell, Marshawn's a different cat. But did you ever watch Marshawn in the peak of his powers and think, you know what? Marshawn's just kind of half-assing it today. And that, that's a clowny thing. I, 
I get he's really talented, and when he cares, he's borderline unblockable. But when's he going to care? Every other week? Only the primetime games? If we're playing the Niners Monday Night Football? What about Sunday morning against Tampa Bay? Or Sunday at 10 a.m. kickoff against, you know, the New York Giants when they're when they're one and eight? Will you care then? Because when I'm paying big money, like I need you to play all the time, I would be very very uncomfortable paying Clowney. Interesting uh, piece in the Albert Breer MMQB today. It shows you how powerful technology is. People were not calling the Bills about Stephon Diggs until Kirk Cousins was extended. And Diggs tweeted something, I don't have it verbatim, but like, I need a change or time for a change. That's when all the teams that tried to trade for him in the fall started reaching out to the Bills. Said, we want in. And it led to him getting traded. And sometimes when you trade for a guy in the offseason, you get him for cheaper than when you trade for him in season or right before the season. You look at Jalen Ramsey, Khalil Mack was traded right before the season. They usually get paid or get traded for a boatload. This guy went for what? A first, a sixth, and a seventh? Or fifth and a sixth, whatever. It wasn't that much. It's not like a one and a third. Like one thing that Albert Breer wrote was during the season, they wanted like a one and a two or a one and a couple threes. He went for a lot less than that. Now, he was never going to be worth that. But they can bend you over some time in season. And I, I think the Bills got pretty good value on the trade. Multiple XFL quarterbacks got signed. You know, the XFL, like every league, shut down. So there is no more XFL this year. It's indefinitely suspended or whatever. It won't happen again until next year. But it already had some benefits. P.J. Walker, who I, I just watched his highlight tape on Twitter today, he's pretty talented. He's got a big-time arm. He's really athletic. I mean, the, really the only knock you see when you watch him make plays, he's small. You know, he's 5'11". But in terms of arm strength, he's got legit arm. And it's not he understands the NFL. He's been on the Colts practice squad for a couple years. It's not like he's some random guy. I would expect him to be the backup for the Carolina Panthers for Teddy Bridgewater. And he's he's got a better arm than Teddy. Now, is he a better player than Teddy? Probably not. But th- this gets back to the first thing I said. Just cut Cam Newton like Dave Tepper. I wake up this morning. I'm scrolling through Twitter. CNBC's tweeting about your tech stocks. Like, can, you're an NFL owner. Can, can you just cut your star quarterback and, and get on with it? Uh, the Vegas draft is, is donezo. Of course it is. I mean, the draft is what? I think I think it's April 23rd, a month from the recording of this, March 23rd. So we got 31 days till the draft. I think what the draft will ultimately become will just be a studio show. Uh, luckily, the NFL has benefited greatly from the timing of Corona. Can you imagine, uh, as someone that talks about the NFL for a living, think how much this would suck. Now, if you're a diehard NBA fan, if you're a big baseball guy, it does suck. I mean, I'm I'm a big all-sports guy. It sucks, right? We're not getting any sports. But imagine if this would have hit in October instead of February. Football would have stopped. It won everything. Like, it would have stopped. We would have had no football games for the foreseeable future. So it's where I keep getting back to when people keep asking me, you think the football season is going to stop? I sure hope not, but we just need to get this, make this thing go away. So we can just kind of uh, get back to normalcy. But the draft, donezo. Jane Slater, who also hosts a podcast on Callan's Network, Boys and Girls, said uh, that the Cowboys are interested and are doing some due diligence on the Dominican Sioux. So that's something to keep an eye on. That, that wouldn't be a bad little signing for the Cowboys. Brian Hoyer in New England, because of course Brian Hoyer is in New England. 
this does make a lot of sense. Like I said, OTA is going to be gone. Belichick's that playbook with him and McDaniels is so labor intensive. You're going to need people to know what the hell's going on. It's why Jared Stidham's going to have a chance to be the starter. It's why Brian Hoyer immediately will also be in the mix. They just they didn't know the playbook. Cam Brait, Cameron Brait, the tight end for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who signed a contract extension last year. There was talk about him getting cut this year because he made so much money. Just restructured his contract, took a little two million reduction. Smart move. Because if I was Cameron Brait's agent, I said, yeah, you know, you can let them release you and you can go to a team and get a little more money or you can stay with Tom Brady where all the bright lights and all the cameras are going to be watching you. Everyone is going to be talking about Tampa Bay. And look at his history, Cameron. He likes throwing to the tight ends. And they got you and they got O.J. Howard. There's a decent chance that you could have seven, eight touchdowns and then all of a sudden be a Pro Bowl tight end. And you're playing with Tom Brady. Ask Julian Edelman, ask Wes Welker, ask some of the guys over the years that have played with Tom Brady what it does for their career. Changes their lives. Smart move by Cameron Bray. I think he's a Harvard guy. Uh, Easy to see, smart decision. A lot of of greedy pigs in the short term would have not taken the the paid deduction, left, then they probably, their career would have been derailed. Instead, this guy, I I would draft Cameron Bray and O.J. Howard in... uh, in fantasy, and I bet Cameron Brait will never know butterfly effect, but he'll end up making more money long term by Stan. Will Andy Dalton have a home? Like, are, are they going to cut him? Are they going to trade him? Uh, is there no chance Andy Dalton's going to be a starter? Because it sure doesn't feel like it. Feels like Andy Dalton's just kind of floating around, nowhere to go. Jameis, nowhere to go. It's kind of kind of a crazy time. Jacoby, somewhere to go. The Colts are going to keep Jacoby Brissett. Smart move. Rivers is really old, and really when you look last year at the Colts, when we're all watching them early in the season, they weren't great, but they were definitely a competitive wild card type team. Jacoby hurts his MCL, Hoyer stinks, uh, and then it, and then and then Jacoby starts again, but he's never the same. He can't really move around. He's not a great athlete to begin with. If Jacoby Brissett is your backup, you're in pretty damn good shape. Now, would you love paying him whatever they're paying him? It also shows you, remember last year he became the starter, and it's like, you got to show everyone in the locker room, he's your starter. So give him $30 million. Or you could have just had him played on his rookie contract. And you know what everyone in the locker room would have done? Yeah, he's our starting quarterback. It's not like giving him more money to his direct deposit makes him that much more powerful in the locker room. The Colts got aggressive, they tried to do right, and it kind of backfired because they still could have had him at a really low number Instead, they got super aggressive. They gave him all this cash when they didn't really need to. Now, I'd have to look back. He might have been a free agent, but still, I, you probably could have got him for like, he would have signed a two-year, probably $12 million contract, let alone 30 or whatever they gave him. I, I get it. Emotions were running high. It's why Andrew, you know, retired. It, I'm not saying it was an easy situation for Indianapolis. It does show you, though, sometimes in a very, very emotional state, if you're going to make a business move, if you're going to make a big personal move, Sometimes it's best, and I struggle with this. I'm a very, very impatient human being. Take a step back. Take a deep breath. If the Colts had done that, take a step back, take a deep breath, maybe sleep on it, maybe sleep on it for a couple days. Not like Jacoby's going to walk out on you. You probably don't give him that contract. Nelson Aguilar, who everyone made fun of last year when the burning building happened and the local news reporter got the one dude on camera saying how babies were getting dropped out of the burning building and they were catching them, unlike Aguilar, who was dropping balls. I think he had literally dropped the ball. I forget who they were playing, but
but he could have had a game-winning touchdown in the corner of the end zone, dropped it. He had had a bad season. He had a lot of drops. Just a couple years removed, though, from him resurrecting his career. Raiders took a one-year flyer on him. Uh, you know, I, I like the signing. I, I think Nelson's pretty talented. He's not a number one or number two receiver, but if he's in your rotation, you're, you're in pretty good shape. Nice, uh, Another nice, solid signing for Mike Mayock. Now, they don't have enough premium players. They do have a lot of good role players, though, on the Raiders. Let's go Middlecoff Mailbag. At John Middlecoff is my Instagram handle. The direct messages are wide open. I got a bunch. I got like 30 right now. I'm going to try to bang out a bunch. Going to go rapid fire. Big Jets fan here. With the Jets sitting at 11 in the draft and obviously needing O-line help for Darnold, but also needing weapons for him with all signs leading to Robbie Anderson leaving, we think. I don't know. He hasn't signed anywhere. Uh, Probably take the last of the four tackles from what I'm seeing in mocks. Or taking a dynamic receiver like CD, Jerry, Judy, or, yeah, Jerry, Judy. Well, they've added, I think, last I saw, like four offensive linemen over the last five or six days. Now, it's not like they added Anthony Munoz or Larry Allen. But they just added much improvement from the, the, arguably, them or the Cardinals had the worst offensive line in the league. I also think that you should be able to function in that scheme. I mean, the 49ers did it with backup tackles from the AAF running the zone stuff. So Adam Gase, who has ran the zone scheme before, can should be able to function, or a top offensive mind, whatever offense he wants to implement, should be able to get around it a little bit with not all pro offensive linemen. But has a young quarterback, you'd like to protect him. I think there's a balance. If you have the tackle and the receiver on the same level, then take the tackle. But if there are two or three tackles off the board, and for whatever your ranking is, you have CeeDee Lamb or Jerry Judy or whatever wide receiver above those guys, I, I think you have to take the best player available. Because Sam Darnold needs someone dynamic to throw the football to. And right now, assuming Robbie Anderson leaves, which you know he has not gone yet, you, his market I don't think looks maybe as good as he thought, uh... Yeah, I think if one of the top three tackles last to you, you got to take them. And if it's like the fourth tackle and you're balancing that with the wide receiver, I'd probably take the wide receiver. Quick question. Can the Vikings win the Super Bowl with Kirk Cousins? Would you have the Vikings package digs? This is a question probably before free agency. And some other players to get a top pick in the next year's draft and tank for a quarterback, maybe Lawrence or Fields. I'm a huge Viking fan, but I've seen this movie before and we always think we fall short. I think our best hope is landing a generational quarterback like Mahomes or Watson uh, because luck is, seems always against us in the biggest moments. Well, simply put, I don't think Kirk Cousins is good enough to win a Super Bowl. If Kirk Cousins were to win a Super Bowl, I think he would need the setup of an absolutely elite team surrounding him, an elite offensive line, and that you guys have the running backs. Diggs is gone now, so your weapons aren't quite as good. And your defense... Everson Griffin's gone, uh, Xavier Rhodes, who hasn't been good, but he's gone. It's just not going to be as good. So, I, yeah, I just don't think you're good enough to win a Super Bowl. Now, your coach is good enough, and your your roster is still good enough. You should be a playoff team. But Kirk Cousins, in in our lifetime, is not going to win a Super Bowl. He, he just His probably best chance was two years ago, but their offense was all off. Then this year, when their offense was on, then they even won a playoff game. I, I was at the Niner game. They just 
they, they can't protect him. It's impossible to turn your offensive line around that fast when your quarterback can't really move. He's not a very good athlete. He's too robotic. If the play's there, he can beat you. But that's not the way the NFL works. You got to be able to freelance a little bit. And he just, he can't. And I don't even just mean freelance with your body. Freelance with your mind. Like Tom Brady or Peyton Manning can't run around. Their mind operates at warp speed. It's like the best Mac computer. The the Kirk Cousins brain operates just like a basic computer from 2004. He's He's just not good enough. First time, long time. We've all heard your story to how you got here today, but what's your aspiration for the future? Is the goal to get your own show on a panel? FS1 is getting back in the league. College radio. Will you leave the Bay? Sydney, Australia. You know, a little bit like the coronavirus, I I just take it day by day. I I think the world has never changed faster. You know, if this was 1990, I'd be like, I want to host a national radio show. No, I mean, I I, I want to do, I want to be on the cutting edge of technology. I like owning my own stuff. I'd like to have a big YouTube page, which I own the revenue. I like having this podcast with Colin. I like having freedoms. One, one thing I figured out about myself is I do best when I answer to myself. And it puts a lot of pressure on myself to be creative and keep finding ways to do things. But I, I think I was destined to kind of be have a little entrepreneurial side to me uh, and a hustle side to me that you know, I, I don't know if I'm meant to work for a big company. Now, w- if, would I host a show for Fox Sports 1? Of course. But could I host an internet show for them? Could I? I, I don't know. I mean, the world, I mean, there, there are dudes on YouTube making millions of dollars that broadcast from home. So I, I just think the technology and the world has never been kind of more different than it is now and, and ever changing. It, it changes more and more every six months, let alone every year or two, cord cutting. Uh, I don't know. I'm open to anything and everything. I mean, I have aspirations to run other businesses uh, that aren't sports-related. Now, we'll see how that takes off. Obviously, this is my passion, and I love doing it, and I I don't plan on changing anytime soon. I mean, I I own a place. If I didn't own a place in the Bay Area, I'd probably move, but I own a place here. My mom's a little older. She lives about an hour away from me. Uh, I'm I'm a Northern California guy. I mean, I don't love the taxes, but th- these are my people, and this is this is my culture. Now, I'm, not, I'm never against it. You know, if if, the, if business goes really well, could I ever move to Jupiter, Florida, or Arizona? For sure, I'm I'm open minded. Uh, I'm never stuck or beholden to one place, but I, I am a California guy, probably first and foremost. I feel most comfortable here, but sometimes you got to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. So I. I'm always open to things. I'm always open to things. Business and the world's going pretty well beside this crazy corona. So I, you know, I'm just trying to keep adapting. That's my number one. People are like, what do you want to do? You know, I think that question was easier to answer 15, 20 years ago. I think it's really hard to answer. Like all the biggest companies in the world like barely existed 15 years ago. I mean, if I would have told you in 2000 Facebook, you'd be like, what? I'm like, yeah, this guy's going to be like fifth richest guy in the world. Oh, yeah, Jeff Bezos, that bald guy that sells books, he's going to run the world. Google, you know, be the most important website ever. Website? What are websites? I don't know, this thing called the Internet? That's how the world works. So I I, I actually think, and I tell people this all the time, we've only scratched the surface with technology. The Internet's really been going strong probably since what? 2001, 2002? Like, it was pretty mainstream by about 2005 everyone was using it in some form or fashion so really 15 years later it's 
it's the world. Our world revolves around kind of the internet. Whether you run like, you know, a local landscaping business. If you're not, you know, advertising or involved on Facebook and Instagram or, or you know, whatever the websites are to, uh, I'm trying to think of the one website where you can look up random stuff. I, I never used it. I was going to say eBay, but it's not eBay. Uh, it's, I was going to say Cliff Notes, but I can't even think of it. But the reality is, is like everything's based on here and this is where I feel, I, I thrive on the internet. So I, I feel pretty good about whatever happens. Quarantine for 14 days with three people. Who are you picking? Uh, well, I would go one, I would pick a chef. So I'd go whoever like a great chef is. You know, I'm just going to pick it like Emeril Lagasse, but that's just the famous one that comes to mind. Rachel Ray, whoever. I, I would pick a sweet chef who would just make me food. I would pick, again, assuming that, you know, she'd like me and we could date and kind of hang. Like, I, I'm a sucker for Cindy Crawford. I, I know she's old, but it, it's hard to get much better. Now, you could go J-Lo or whatever, but they're in relationships. Again, it would have to be, could, could I have a little short-term relationship with whoever I pick? And then I'd probably also want... It'd either be twofold. I'd either want someone to keep me entertained, like a storyteller, or maybe like a personal trainer to get me in good shape. So it would be it would be just some babe. It would be a chef for sure. I'd be eating like a king. Maybe I'd say screw the personal trainer, just get fat for those fourteen days. So pick an entertainer. I don't know who the entertainer would be. I'd have to think maybe maybe a musician, just someone to play me some tunes. You know, someone with a lot of range. Like a Lady Gaga that could play me upbeat stuff, that could play me some, you know, some love making music, but could also like if we wanted to throw a little three person party, we could we could crack some some cocktails and she could jam. Usher, you know, Timberlake, someone like that. Just I just snap my fingers and they just start jamming. Uh, What do the best teams do differently to make the most of the 12 minutes during halftime? Some coaches are known to be good at halftime adjustments, but isn't the coaching staff talking constantly over the headsets throughout the game and talking directly with players on the sideline? That's a hell of a question. When I was in the NFL, I was never in the the locker room at halftime. When I was at Fresno State, I was. And I think most locker rooms are relatively similar. You split up with offense or defense. Your coaching staff kind of gets together because you have a lot of coaches that are in the box, and then they get with the head coach and whoever's on the sideline and then the offensive defense kind of splits up. They kind of jot down a couple notes. And then the position coach usually, you know, talk with their guys, or maybe they get together as a unit. I think the best staffs can just identify. Sometimes we, you know, we're not reinventing the wheel here. If for whatever reason the defense is getting pressure up the middle, then start scrambling, you know, start getting your quarterback on the move. If you're If the team is getting edge pressure, start chipping. If your one wide receiver can't get away from a certain corner, run some routes for another guy. Like, I, I think sometimes that we think like there are these crazy halftime adjustments. My overall take is I, I think the best coaching staffs just realize what that team is doing. You, you come into a game with a game plan, meaning we think this is going to work against that and that is going to work against this. And then you have a halftime. Let's just assume a score is 15 you know, or 15, let's just say it's 14 to 10, and you're losing. 
Well, you go, well, they've hit, they hit these plays. If we take that away and we can't run these plays because they're taking this away, and then you adjust off that. It's the, I think hard-headed coaches that go, we're going we're gonna to do this and it's going to work because we game plan for it all week long. A game plan is essentially, think about like a war movie or just war in general over the history of time. It's different now because of airstrikes and stuff. But like when you had crown troops, you come in a certain angle. Well, if things don't work, you probably need to hang a left or hang a right and attack them from a different angle. And you don't know until your initial attack. Well, that's a football first half. Your initial attack, you know it's either working or not working. And if if you're hard-headed enough to think, well, we just got to keep ramming it home that way, you'll probably lose the war. It's why I think so many football coaches and football players and football books and football movies parallel with, you know, they love Navy SEALs, they love talking to having generals talk to the team because there are a lot of similarities. It's just basic, well, if that's not working, do this. And I think some coaches in general can be really hard-headed with that. I discovered your podcast, and I'm enjoying the hell out of it. Well, I appreciate it. My question is, with the NFL going to a 17th game, would it have made sense for the player to ask for additional bye week in return for the 17th game? Yeah, I mean, I would imagine they did ask for it. Uh, maybe there are rules moving forward that it will be your your Thursday game will be off a bye, and then you get that extra bye after the Thursday game. I haven't read enough about the 17th game to know that. Again, if you've listened to the show for a while, you know I had I had tough thoughts, and just I struggled to wrap my head around of some of the stuff they were fighting because I thought they should have fought for the money, not necessarily that stuff. Where bye weeks to me are more important than like no pads during training camp, and I, I think too often they they didn't fight for the right stuff. Hey, John, I'm a former pro rugby player, now coach from Australia. I love the NFL, but I noticed their tackle technique could be tweaked tackling a guy like Derrick Henry. Is it because you guys are trying to stop every inch or playing at the ball rather than focus on getting the guy down? Uh, That's a good question. I think sometimes in rugby, right, you just tackle to try to get the guy down. In football, like... My roommates in college played rugby at Cal Poly. You're not really getting a first down, right? Where in football, every 10 yards keeps a drive alive. So when I'm coming at you and it's third and two, jumping on your back if I'm at your side or coming at you forward, just because I know I might not be, might be able to get you down, doesn't necessarily behoove my team. It's why the most celebrated plays in football on defense beside turnovers are goal line stands and fourth down stops because you get the ball back where in rugby you can always just keep moving the ball down unless I'm able to get you to the ground stop it and then stop what's it called the uh the ruck is that what it's called when you guys all get on the ground so I think the key is in football every inch like every yard is a really big deal where in rugby it's really about more getting the ball back, whether you get 10 yards or 20 yards. As long as I stop you from scoring, that's okay. Well, really, every football drive is broken down for every you know first through fourth down. Can I stop you on a series of downs, right? Because every time you get a first down, we kind of stop back, start back at square one. 
That's why if I'm a defender, I want to drive you back. I think that's a huge part of the lifting in football when it comes to defense. Everything's about power. Everything's about explosion. It's about when I hit you and you hit me, you go backwards. That's why running backs are taught to be, you know, squat. Squatting is a big deal. So when I meet you at whatever yard line and I have to get an extra half yard and you're trying to stop me from that, someone's going to win. We're in rugby. I don't know if that factors in as much. Again, I haven't really thought that much about it, just off the top of my head. I think that's... What are you just talking about? Someone send me a video of their dog. He's driving it, bro. I said on my other podcast, it's kind of crazy how dogs can just eat gutter, drink gutter water like you and I would drink a Gatorade after a run, and they're just unfazed. It's like uh, they feel so great about it. We have gutter water. I mean, we would get food poisoning for a week. Do players sign contracts knowing that they're going to play the final year or two of it? Why agents are still okay with these structures? I'm a Niners fan, I'm so I'm glad to work the system, but I expected some changes in the NF- in the CBA. Because in football, unlike the other sports, like if you get a $100 million contract, it's all guaranteed. So you're getting $100 million, you're getting $20 million over five years or whatever. In football, the number one thing these guys fight for is the bonus money and the guaranteed money. So if I sign you to a five-year $100 million contract like Amari Cooper, and you get $60 million guaranteed, the football player gets that $60 million within a year. That's why you can, or whatever, the, if the signing bonus is 40 he gets a large chunk of that. He might get $30 million the day he signs the contract. That's not how it works in basketball or baseball. So the, the structure of it is just a little complicated. I probably should have someone on sometime to talk about it but because I'm a little confused. But they, they get much more upfront money in the NFL than the other sports. And it's just the guaranteed money because of the physicality and injuries of the sport. The reality is it's never going to change. It, it is what it is. It'll always be complicated like that. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. 
Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. Sometimes it's a struggle between buying what you want over buying what you need. But with the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can do both. You earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you can earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like those new golf clubs you've been eyeing, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a divot repair tool for after you've torn up your lawn. Let's try that again. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like workout equipment for your home, and then earn 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller to soothe your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are. With unlimited 2% cash rewards, the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. Big New England Patriot fan. Now that Brady is gone and New England hasn't signed any big free agents besides re-signing some vets, are the Patriots taking a knee in free agency? Do you think they unload anyone for draft picks, try to get younger, or ride this year with Stidham? Saw a report that scouts are high on Stidham. Thoughts? Well, they didn't have much cap room. They kept the guard on a franchise tag. Their defense is still going to be one of the best in the league. If their offense is just average, why couldn't they win eight or nine games? I mean, they won 12 this year with a bad offense. Why couldn't just be a defensive heavy? Why couldn't they just be the Bills and win nine or ten games this year? So, I, yeah, I think they always kind of take a knee on free agency, at least the first wave. They'll sign cheaper players. They never, beside Gilmore, really, the last decade, when did they ever break the bank for a player? And Bill loved Gilmore, and it worked out. I mean, he was defensive player of the year. But usually they wait to get a guy for, you know, when every team's signing a guy for seven, eight million, they want to get that same player a week later for three and a half. And that's really been their point of difference. Now, it gets a little tougher if your quarterback's not the GOAT. And I think that's kind of the, uh, I don't know, the, the, new, the New England Patriots science experiment we're about to undertake. Can they keep operating like that? Uh, and the one thing we know about Bill is he's smart and he'll adapt. You know, he's he ain't into losing. He, he's been kicking the shit out of everyone for 20 years. So I, I don't think he'll want to go 6-10. and 10, But I don't expect him to go 6-10. and 10. They're, they're too too talented of a team. Uh, I heard you mention the other day that the herd rumblings that Miami wanted to... Oh, I heard Colin mention the other day that he's heard rumblings that Miami wanted to send a bunch of draft picks to Cincy so they can take Burrow. What are your thoughts on that? And how, if at all, might it shake up the next handful of picks? Does Cincy with the number five pick from Miami still go to quarterback? Might they take Herbert over Tua? 
As a Bama fan, I want to see Tua end up in the best position, so I would love to see the Chargers find a way to get him. However it all plays out, I see there being some trades amongst the first five picks. Completely agree. I think Cincinnati, if they love Joe Burrow, should just take Joe Burrow. Now, if Miami goes, I'll give you five. I'll give you, I think they have pick 18, and they have the Texans pick, which is in the 20s. I, I don't know, 26. I have to look at the, the exact order. Would I take all three of those picks for pick five if I was on the fence about Herbert, or I mean Burrow and Tua? I'd think about it. Uh, well, Cincinnati, their owner's too old school. I, I doubt it. I think two ends up on the Dolphins or the Chargers. Because if you're the Lions or the Giants and you're going to trade back, you're not trading back that far. You you still want to get one of the premium players in the draft. So I, I, I think that those two teams are the best equipped being that close that they could trade a second-round pick. Or even if they had to get super aggressive, they could always trade next year's one. Miami has multiple twos, three ones, and then two ones next year. So they're in really, really good position to be aggressive this year or next year. Uh, Tua, as of recording this, posted a video of him working out today. He actually looked pretty good. Uh, he, he looked healthy to me. I, I'm not, you know, I don't claim to be Bill Walsh here, but, I mean, I, I know what a seven-step drop looks like and just kind of moving around the pocket, and he was moving around some cones. Like, he looked like healthy Tua. So when the dust settles, I, I'd expect all three quarterbacks in some way with trades to go in the top five. Uh, and Cincinnati, I just I can't see them trading a pick. They're just too old school, too stubborn, not really their style. Appreciate everyone listening during quarantine. If you need anything, shoot me DMs. I, time, I got time. <laughs> I'm around. So uh, a holler at me. Uh, thanks for everyone for listening. And if you enjoy this show, leave a, leave a review on the 3 and Out podcast feed. I'd appreciate it on, on iTunes. And ha- have a great week. Keep, let's all keep our head up. And just, just listen. Stay inside. Try to get, try to get this freaking Corona thing to go away. For the love of all things in our sanity, so we can get back to watching sports, talking ball, and just enjoying life. Uh, have a great week, and talk to you. Talk to you Friday. See you. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. 
Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Fire the grill and fire up the party. Get the Weber Searwood Pellet Grill. Smoke, roast, and sear on the same grill. Go from low and slow on smoke boost mode at 180 degrees all the way to high heat sear at 600 degrees. It's got a full grate sear zone so you can put more food on the flame. Food will look as good as it tastes. This grill is hot in 15 minutes and cleanup is easy. You can also add a heavy-duty rotisserie or rust-resistant griddle insert to up your game. Get fired up for your new Weber Searwood Pellet Grill.